Welcome to my podcast, Tricks of the Trademark. This is Eric Pelton with another podcast episode in which I share advice and experience based on my 20 years of working with clients around the world to protect and strengthen their brands. As you've heard me say, if you've listened to more than a handful of episodes or videos that I've recorded in the past, there's a lot of nuance and complexities to trademark protection and to trademark registration. One nuance that doesn't come up terribly often, but when it does come up, can be extremely important and useful, is called a letter of protest. A letter of protest is an informal procedure that allows a third party, an outside party, to bring something to the attention of the USPTO when they're reviewing someone's application. So it's not the applicant that would file the letter of protest, but it's someone not involved in the particular application. The reason that someone would generally file a letter of protest is because they want to block that application or affect it. And they're hoping that filing the letter of protest during the application procedure might avoid the more formal, more expensive, more risky, perhaps, process of having an actual dispute, a notice of opposition or litigation related to the application or the parties. The rules for letters of protest are generally in the Trademark Manual of Examining Procedure, or TMEP, under Section 1715. And it's, again, to provide a aid to the examiner without delaying the application process. So generally, letters of protest, you want to file them early in the application process. If you file them late in the application process, there's provisions that could affect or you know bar you from being able to file them. The main grounds that an outside third party would use to file a letter of protest are because they believe there's a conflict with a registration and they want to bring that registration to the attention of the examiner or because they believe the proposed mark is descriptive or generic. I've filed multiple letters of protest for both of these reasons and have had a fair amount of success. Again, it may not be the end of the story, but it may result in the examiner getting the information that's forwarded through the letter of protest, and then the examiner may issue a refusal. The examiner is not required to issue a refusal. They still have to do their own analysis and undergo the regular review of the application and the evidence. But it's one way to try to make sure that they have all this evidence, especially could be useful for a term that might be descriptive in a field, but someone who's not in that field, the business might not know what the term means or might not really know that it's descriptive as applied to that particular field. One important thing to note is that a letter of protest regarding a possible confusion can only be with a registration that was issued prior to the application. It cannot be for just use of the mark. In other words, if I've been using a brand name and now I see somebody filed for the same brand name for the same goods, I cannot file a letter of protest just to say, 
hey, examiner, I just wanted you to see this evidence that I was using the name before the applicant. It only matters from the USPTO's perspective if I registered the name before the applicant. Now, use, my prior use might be valuable in an opposition or another type of dispute, but it's not valuable for a letter of protest. So those are the details about a letter of protest. Again, generally you want to file them sooner rather than later. I told you why you might file them. In terms of how you might file them, you go through the regular online filing system of the USPTO called TEAS, T-E-A-S, and there's a special menu and form for filing the letter of protest. If you have questions about a letter of protest, again, TMEP section 1715 is generally where you're going to find the details and the rules. If you also search on my website, on my blog, I have some other materials. I believe I have a sample filing of one so you can see what one looks like from the public records up there. And I hope you found this information useful. I look forward to speaking to you again on the next episode. You've been listening to Tricks of the Trademark with me, Eric Pelton. I've been making trademarks bloom since 1999. For more information about my trademark services, visit my website at ericpelton.com. Thanks for listening.